are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio, 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, hey, everybody, what is happening? As always, uh, it is such a great time to be alive. Honestly, I just woke up feeling so blessed today. I don't know why, but um, listen... The weather's so nice outside, and we're finally uh, entering stage three of uh, reopenings in the province right now, and that is honestly such great news, and hopefully we can keep it this way. Hopefully we can all take care of our health and sanitation while just slowly and gradually getting back into uh, how things used to be prior to COVID-19. But listen, um, in addition to that, I guess another reason why I'm feeling super blessed today is because, listen, I, I obviously you guys already know I do take track of how many episodes we've um, published and broadcasted so far. And th- this week, actually, this week marks our episode number 180. And uh, listen, that is just so surreal because it feels like it was just yesterday that we had our very first episode. And uh, I'm sure if you if you do try to go back and listen to all those previous episodes, then you'll you'll be surprised by some of the topics that we talked about, some of the things that we brought forward on the show, you know, some of the fights that uh, at the time we thought were super hot and we um, had exclusive breakdowns of them and some of the controversies that were really relevant at the time. And uh, so, yes, if you do go back and uh, try to listen to uh, any of our previous episodes, episodes through any platform that you choose through cfru.ca or through itunes or spotify then you'll probably come across some some uh, uh, golden things and uh gem episodes honestly uh because of all those uh things that i just said uh, and of course i feel like if you also go back to those episodes you can definitely notice some um, uh, some uh, gradual uh, improvement in the quality of our episodes as well like can definitely see the podcast itself, the show itself, just um, eventually evolving in, in a sense of its own, if that makes sense. You know, of course, with the sport, like all sorts of combat sports, they themselves are evolving in their own way. And I feel like by bringing forward some of the things that um, uh, that were happening and are still currently happening in, in combat sports, then not only do we... Do we bring forward some of those um, evolutionary factors in, in the in the course of um, like the progression of the sports themselves, but also it helps us as a show to to evolve in the way of I don't know if that makes sense, but uh, I I hope you you actually know what I mean. But uh, yes, I, I that's that's awesome that we're doing our episode number one eighty. And so if you do the math, that will be 180 divided by two. So that's uh, that equals to 90 hours of us just talking to you about pure combat sports week after week after week. And uh, another thing that that actually implies is that in 20 weeks, we're going to be celebrating our episode number 200, which again, like I can't wrap my head around it. That's just 
It feels so surreal. That's all I have to say about that. And I want to keep it short and simple. But I do want to say that uh, if it weren't because of all the love and support that we keep getting from you guys, TKO Nation, obviously we would not be here today. And of course, a big, big shout out to our family here at CFRU 93.3 FM, because if it weren't because of the platform that is uh, provided to us right now, and if it weren't because of um, their agreement to, to have TKO on CFRU, then again, we would not be here right now doing this episode in front of all of you guys. So yes, a big thanks to everybody out there, to CFRU, to our fans, and TKO Nation. And even if you are a casual listener of the show, a big shout out to you as well. All right. So um, let's make this uh, episode very, very special. And uh, of course, you know, there's so many great things happening in the world of combat sports right now. Of course, this past weekend, we um, had the opportunity to, to witness the very first major event that took place on uh, the quote unquote fight island, which um which is located on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. And that was that was awesome. And uh, you guys already know it was headlined by the championship bout between Jorge Masvidal and Kamaru Usman. But not only that, there were so many other great bouts featured on the on the main event uh, or rather the main card and the preliminary card of that whole UFC 251 fight card. But uh, also, okay, I didn't know this, but uh, they're they're going to be having another event on Fight Island today. So I thought it was going to be um, on Saturday, but it's actually today at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you catch up with it if you can, if you don't have work the next day or if you don't have to wake up early. Uh, but it is uh, the main event is going to be between Calvin Qatar and Dan Ige. So if you are interested, definitely make sure that you catch up with it tonight again at 10 p.m. But uh, listen, if we do have extra time, we're going to be reminiscing a little bit about some of the fights that took place over this past weekend for UFC 251. But in addition to that, today uh, we're going to be having a very special interview on the show. So we had the pleasure of having um, a very awesome fighter on our uh, on our show through Zoom. Uh, we talked to him. We had the pleasure of talking to him a few days back. So we recorded the interview. And uh, yes, of course, I'm talking about the one and only Adam Asenza, aka the Maverick. So Adam is currently ranked the number one uh, pro lightweight contender in Ontario and the number five ranked pro lightweight contender in Canada. So uh, it was honestly a big deal having Adam on the show and we had such a great time talking to Adam about all sorts of things about his background in MMA, how he initially got started in MMA and um, what he thinks of the Canadian MMA scene right now. And uh, we also talked about um, some of the things that he had to adapt to uh, since the pandemic with regards to training regimen and all that great stuff. So, yes, uh, we do have an awesome interview coming for uh, coming up for you, for all of you. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, just a disclaimer. Yes. Like I said, we we uh, did the interview over Zoom. So uh, as you can imagine, like uh, um, my, my Internet connection was a little bit poor. So uh, there were some freezes and some technical glitches, but I tried my best to edit all those um, things out so that the interview is um, as, as smooth as possible. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, give it up for the maverick, Adam Asenza. All right, today we are joined by a fantastic fighter from Burlington, Ontario, the one and only Adam Asanza, aka The Maverick. How's it going? Good, how are you? Oh, we're awesome. We're really happy to have you here on the show on TKO. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your background. So how did you get started in MMA? Uh, honestly, I was... Uh... When I was younger, I was a high-level gymnast for about like 13 to 14 years. And then uh, I ended up quitting that. And, you know, I used to get in a lot of street fights and stuff. And, you know, there was kind of like a void missing when I quit being a gymnast. I was training like 16 to 22 hours a week and, you know, it just kept me busy. And then, uh, you know, I went to an MMA gym and, and I was hooked ever since. That's awesome. And uh, how would you say that your gymnastics background has helped you when you were just getting started in MMA? I think pound for pound, gymnasts are the best athletes. You know, mm. they're flexible, they're, you know, explosive, they're strong, you know, they can, you know, they're, they have good proprioceptive skills. So doing any, any sport after that, I think you're going to have a bit of an advantage. So mm -hmm. yeah, I had the athletic ability and stuff like that. So. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely interesting because usually when I talk to people, they tell me they prefer people to have a like a pure, like hardcore martial arts background versus any other sport. But I think, yeah, like you said, gymnastics is also like it helps a lot with like building muscle and all that. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and how did you know that you wanted to make that transition from amateur sports to professional sports? Well, I mean, you know, I, when you when you spend all your time training to fight, you obviously want to test that, right? So the thing is, is like, it was one of those things where I probably trained for like, I don't know, six months. And then I'm like, yeah, I need to get a fight, you know? And I actually ended up booking my first amateur fight myself in the States. And there was like no, uh, there was no um, sanctioning really at the time. It was like Michigan. So it was just a whole mess. But that's kind of how I got into it. So like, how did you know that you wanted to do professional sports for the rest of your life? I mean, I've always wanted, like, I played every single sport growing up. Like, gymnastics was one of the things that I just, because, you know, I figured, oh, I'll go to the Olympics or who knows, whatever, right? But I played everything. I played soccer, football. I was always, you know, doing two or three sports at the same time. Uh, the most consistent thing was just being a gymnast. But, uh, you know, I've always been an athlete my whole life, so it just made sense. Mm. And how did you get involved with BTC? So BTC, um, you know, essentially the, the one of the uh, owners, she was running a, a fight promotion earlier and, um, you know, with another business partner. And then, uh, you know, uh, me and a couple guys, you know, we were talking to them and uh, they were planning on doing more fights, but, you know, it's very expensive to do fights in Ontario. And so, you know, we were just kind of pushing them saying, you know, we'll sell it out. You know, we got a good following. And then, you know, they ended up forming it. And, you know, I'm really happy to be a part of that. 
Mm-hmm. But、uh, let's talk about your fighting style. Well, of course, you've had a great career so far.、Yeah. You've had many dominant performances.、Uh, you have great cage control, and your striking game is on point. And I'm just wondering, have you always had this,、uh, say, smoothness and ease in your fighting style from the beginning, or did you have to change a few things up in your training or even your mindset to get to where you are right now? The thing about MMA is, you know, the thing about any game. Is you got to be consistently evolving, right? But especially for MMA because there's so many different aspects and aspects of the actual game itself. You know, there's grappling, striking, wrestling. So there's always things that are evolving. So you got to kind of continue to evolve with the times, or you'll be left behind. So you know, there's no real like if if if, it, if I make it look easy, then you know I take that as a compliment. But you know, I'm always in the gym putting in work.、Um, you know, I always try to keep the best guys around me and try to find the best training partners. And、uh, you know, I try to surround myself with a multitude of counselors that are always dissecting my game and you know helping me fill in the holes if there are any at that time.、Mm-hmm, definitely. And、uh, another thing that just came to mind regarding your style is、uh, when I was watching some of your previous fights,、uh, you had this favoring towards、uh, striking, most specifically towards like kicking, leg kicks, and、uh, exactly. you know. About that, I'm I'm wondering, like, how did you decide that that was your go-to thing when you're when you're fighting?、Uh, it depends. Like, you know, I use the kicks for a number of different reasons. Sometimes, you know, if it's a particular opponent that you know I I might want to break down his lower body to kind of slow him down, and that's definitely a strategy that I'll use. But also, you know, it's gauging time, distance, maybe getting think, him thinking about the leg kick so he can forget about upstairs. You know, forget about the hands. You know, it's there's a bunch of different rhyme and reason why I do that.、Uh, there's not a straight answer though.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense, and that actually brings me to my next question. So, when you're fighting in in real real life,、um, how much of that is you just experimenting around、uh, by analyzing your opponent, you know, in the heat of the moment, versus you actually having a full on strategy beforehand and just strictly going by that? So. Depending on who I'm fighting, I tend to have a specific strategy that I'll train for.、Um, but when I get in the cage, I just let everything go, you know. So you know, I try to、uh, just be as relaxed as possible and as free as possible. You know, whatever happens, happens.、Um, you know, I'm obviously in there making adjustments and and you know seeing things before they happen.、Uh, but yeah, there's the game plan is in the training, and then you know when it's time to fight, we just fight. So you fight in the lightweight division in BTC, and I would say overall, like globally, the lightweight division is arguably one of the most exciting divisions in in the entire MMA right now. So,、uh, what are your thoughts on some of the big name lightweight fighters that are in some of the more mainstream、uh, organizations like the UFC or Bellator? You know, I don't really have any thoughts about those guys. There's obviously some things that I like to watch for. Mm-hmm. You know, any fighter you watch that you know you, you like them, wa- you like to watch them for a specific reason, right? Maybe there's a technique that they use better than others, you know. So I obviously do that, but I don't really like. The question is very broad. Like, there's no real thought process behind you know the lightweight division. It is stacked. There are、mm-hmm. some guys in there that I feel like I match up very well with, and I would love to fight.、Um, but besides that, you know, I don't really think about them too much. 
Right. Yeah. I was going to ask if you perhaps like have your eyes on someone, like just said to yourself one day, okay, if I were to face this person X, then I would beat them up in, in the cage. Or yeah, like you said, like if you praise someone in the division and like look up to them. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, there is a guy, uh, a guy, Drew Dauber. He's, uh, he's, a, he's an exciting lightweight. He's a kickboxer. Right. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, if me and him fought, it'd be a crazy matchup just because. I like to stand and bang. Um, he likes to stand and bang. He's a phenomenal kickboxer. And uh, I just think it would be like an all-out war. So, yeah, on that regard, definitely he's one of the people that have thought of that. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I can definitely see that happen. Like, like you said, like your styles yeah. are really similar. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Like in the future, if it happens, it'll be awesome. So uh, since we talked about those mainstream organizations, uh, I also wanted to know your opinion on where the Canadian MMA scene stands worldwide as an industry, do you think we'll ever get to a point that we're going to be as mainstream as, say, the UFC or Bellator? It, it really depends. Um, you know, I think we were, I think BTC fight was going that direction. And mm -hmm. then, you know, COVID hit and, you know, there's a bunch of aftermath with things going on with COVID. Um, but, you know, definitely, we definitely have a possibility to do that. It's just a matter of somebody consistently putting on shows year after year, which uh, BTC Fight is the only one to be doing that. So um, hopefully, you know, things blow over nice and quick and, you know, we can get back to doing what we do and they can get back to putting on promotions. Mm -hmm, putting absolutely. And I'm not quite clear about some of the regulations that are in place for like Canadian mixed martial arts, because I like, I know in the U S it, it's, it differs state by state, but uh, say like, if we were to come up with a national organization or league, like, you know how the CFL is to the NFL, like, do you think we'll ever get to that point that we sort of like nationalize the sport, if that makes sense? I don't know. I don't think it would make sense to even nationalize the sport just because, you know, uh, you know, mixed martial arts is, is its own entity, right? So mm -hmm. the problem is, is when you have like um, a promotion such as the UFC, where they go to every single country and promote their, their organization in every country, it's much different than, you know, like an NFL or a CFL type of organization. So, you know, fighters are independently contracted, um, you know, from basically fight to fight or a three fight contract basis or whatever that contract may be. Um, so it's a lot different. So, you know, somebody doing that would have to have, uh, you know, a, a good amount of capital and uh, definitely have some, some, something up their sleeve to make that work, I feel. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, with regards to the national thing, I think... I, I think it might perhaps make sense if, if we only talk about amateur MMA or like amateur martial arts. But uh, like you said, like when, when we talk about professional sports, then it's a, it's a whole different game for sure. Yeah, I think I think amateur could work because you don't have to pay the fighters, right? Mm -hmm. A lot less rules and regulations with, you know, amateur MMA and you're not dealing with a lot of the same things that you would as in the professional world of sports. Mm -hmm, totally. So let's talk about present time. Uh, obviously, with the pandemic, I'm assuming you've had to change a few things up regarding your training regimen. So how did you overcome those limitations? And what's training like for you right now? Training right now is, is getting back to normal. You know, I'm, I'm within my social circle of 10 people that mm -hmm. we're kind of allowed to have and that, you know, uh, the government, you know, uh, has suggested for everybody in Canada. Um, so, you know, I got most of my training partners back. And, uh, 
you know, just getting back to it. But uh, in the beginning, it was tough. It was basement workouts and, you know, long runs outside. And that's how I kind of kept in shape. But for me, I'm never far away from, you know, being out of shape. Like I can make weight, you know, on five, six days notice right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm ready to go anytime. You know, I just need, just need to fight. And especially talking about like the initial stages of, I guess, gyms shutting down, like how did that affect you? Because I know like for, for regular people, like even casual gym goers, like they would have that withdrawal effect, but I can only imagine how hard it must have been for people like yourself, like professional fighters, like were you concerned about losing muscle or like just losing performance? Of course, you know, I almost, you know, I think any professional athlete, when everything gets shut down and you're on lock at home, they're going to start to go crazy, especially when you're training twice a day, you have your routine, you've been living that way for, you know, years. And then all of a sudden you got to kind of stay in for a month or so or two months, however long that lasted. Yeah, definitely concerned, definitely stressful. So you said the gyms are opening back up and you're almost back at how you used to train before the pandemic. Do you know if BTC is going to be holding fights, like uh, actual life fights anytime soon? What I do know is that BTC, you know, they go over and above any other promotion in Canada that I've ever heard of or seen, right? So I know that they're on the ends with, you know, the athletic commission. They're, they're basically have all their options lined up. And they're going to try and do something the first chance that they can. So I don't know what that may be. I don't know if it's, you know, includes, you know, people in the crowd. I don't know if it's just a live stream only and maybe, a, a, you know, no crowd or an empty event. I don't know what that entails, but I know that they're always going to go out of their way. They're going to try and figure out how they can do a show if it's even possible to do a show. So hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope so too. And uh, about the fight that you were supposed to have on June 6th, well, obviously it's been canceled. Uh, do you have any update regarding that? Yeah, like, I mean, it just goes back to what we were just talking about, right? I think the first chance that, you know, they, they can do an event, they're going to do it. So um, I don't know if it'll include all the fighters that were supposed to be on the June 6th card. But I mean, the first chance that um, you know, I, I was supposed to fight June 6th, so I just stayed in shape. I'm still in shape right now. I'm ready to go anytime. But it's just a matter of, like, what's going on with the athletic commission, you know, what we can do, you know, coming on the other side of COVID and whatnot. So I think the first chance that they, that they get, they're going to do a show. So, and I'm definitely going to be on it. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, where do you see yourself in the next five years? That's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, I'm in a spot right now where, you know, I just want to fight as much as possible. I love what I do. You know, I enjoy this. You know, I enjoy going to the gym. I enjoy the pain. I enjoy the workouts. I love it. So I, I hate when I, when I have to miss a workout or when, when, when a wrench gets thrown into my, my typical routine. So, you know, in five years, I just picture myself, you know, with a lot more wins, a lot more money, and a few belts on the, uh, you know, to go with that. So that's just, that's what I see. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's definitely the spirit. And, uh, I really do admire how ambitious you are regarding this, uh, goal of uh, world championship that you hope to finally one day accomplish. And that that's just awesome. That's definitely the fighter mentality. Um, and what sort of advice would you give to some of those younger fighters who've been 
getting started with their MMA career and uh, say if you could travel back in time and um, say those advices to your younger self, what would you say? You know, I would just tell myself just, uh, you know, find a good team, get the right counselors around you, right coaches, you know, um, you know, approach stress situations with a smile, you know, uh, and uh, just make sure you get more rest. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, especially with hard, hard training sessions. It's really, it can get really hard uh, and you have to give yourself some time to properly recover. Otherwise you would risk various sorts of injuries and you definitely don't want that, especially at the stage that you are right now at professional sports. Yeah, most fighters don't recover at all, you know, in regards to their training. So, mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about that we haven't covered already or any, anything you want to say to your fans? Just, you know, go follow me on social media. You know, I'm always keeping you guys up to date with stuff. Uh, at Adam Maverick is IG and uh, uh, Adam Maverick Ascenza, Facebook. Uh, Twitter is the same, Adam Maverick. Awesome. Also, one last thing. Uh, I know you also do a lot of uh, strength and conditioning and fitness stuff. Uh, I know with the pandemic, a lot of people, a lot of casual gym goers wouldn't really want to make that like jump back to the gym right away. They might want to uh, try some some options of just workouts at home. So do you have some stuff on your page, on your social media uh, that could help those type of people, or if you have any advice to to those people who want to get their workout in, but they don't necessarily want to go to a public space and try out like a public gym. Yeah, um, you guys can go to. Uh, I've got a fitness app. It's called MPC Fitness App. So on Instagram at MPC Fitness App, and you know we specialize in performance training and. Uh, weight loss and at-home training plans as well. So, you know, they can kind of connect with us on there. They'll download the fitness app and, uh, you know, we've got videos, nutrition, we'll, we'll do everything for you, done for you, nutrition plans, workout plans, you name it. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of clients that have been, you know, training at home through COVID just using the app and they're loving it. And, you know, we have our coaches on the back end that are uh, always able to keep in touch with you. So it's kind of like having a personal coach at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. What a great initiative. All right. So there you have it, everybody. Adam, it was such a pleasure having you on the show. And we wish you all the best with everything that you have ahead and specifically your upcoming fights. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And we do apologize for all the technical difficulties that were experienced in this video call. But uh, hopefully one day we actually get to talk to you in person. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's okay. These things happen. (laughs) All right. Adam Asanza, everybody. Right, welcome back everybody and we hope that you enjoyed that interview and once again it was such a pleasure talking to Adam on our show and hopefully next time we either have Adam coming to our own studio uh, chatting with us in person or us traveling to Burlington and talking to Adam that way but either way it was a pleasure and we had such a great time chatting with him 
on the show. All right. So I'm just looking at the clock right now, y'all. And I, I don't think we're going to have time to even reminisce a little bit, even briefly about UFC 251. So I, I do like to use this opportunity to say, if you do have time, if you're interested, catch up with uh, the UFC fight night that's happening tonight on Fight Island. Uh, and the main event is Calvin Qatar versus Dan Ige. And you bet next time we're going to be talking about that bout and all the other um, great great fights that are supposed to be happening in the upcoming weeks. So we definitely have those awesome breakdowns coming your way for our upcoming weeks. And just like that, there goes our episode number 180. So cheers to all of our previous episodes and to many, many more episodes that are about to come. All right, you guys. Uh, unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys already know. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to iTunes and Spotify to download previous episodes as well. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonan, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Peace out.